Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and my name is Mike Foster, and together we're going to dive into the messy and the brutal, but oh-so-beautiful parts of our not-so-perfect stories, and we're going to do it with a smile. You see, my greatest desire for you is for you to know just how important and special and marvelous you are. I know it's so easy for us to feel frustrated or to compare our lives with somebody else's life or to allow ourselves to be lowered and made to feel unimportant. Friend, this is not the way for you. It's a new day, a new week, a new year, a new decade. And the question that you get to answer is this, what will you do with all the new that is in front of you today. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. Well, friend, I'm so glad that you're here. Can you believe that it's 2020? I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and happy Hanukkah and a wonderful New Year's celebration. And it is so wonderful that we're beginning this new year, this new season, a new decade of life. And the thing that I want you just to be completely awake to is how much opportunity there is for you to grow to experience the things that you have been wanting for a very long time. And I hope this podcast, Fun Therapy, will just be a a conduit, a cheerleader for you to really go after the things that um, you want and desire, to have the relationships that you want, to be doing the work that you want, to feel peace in your heart, to have compassion towards yourself, Uh, in the world in a much more healthy way. And I just want you to know that I I may not know you personally and I may have never have met you, but I see see you and I see the things that are there right in front of you that you may not be able to see just yet, but I hope through um, just some gentle reminders and maybe some gentle challenges that... uh, you'll move towards growth this year and move out of the comfort zone. The comfort zone is nice for a while. I got to admit, we all love it. feels good, but we just can't stay there. And so we're not going to stay there. I want to tell you too about um, some of the things that I've been working on and uh, some things that might actually help you for this next season of your life. If you're on my email list, you know that uh, a couple weeks ago, I released an audio bundle of seven brand new guided meditations. Uh, I call it the seven day anti-anxiety meditation series. And it includes audio meditations designed to help you reduce stress and sleep better and eliminate tension in your body. And you can do them in the morning or at night and start your day with them, end your day. You can listen to them in the car at work. There's nothing really magical about meditation, but it's just a, a chance for us to kind of focus to connect with our heart, connect with our insides, and usually with the hustle and bustle of our days and our weeks that we we fail to do that and we, we don't get a chance to do that. So these are really, they're, you know, they're 
range about seven, eight minutes or so. And so I hope that you could find seven or eight minutes in your day just to do a little self-care and to uh, connect with your heart and your feelings and your mind. And so that, that guided, those guided meditations are available at my website at mikefoster.tv. Uh, you can find them in the shop section with all my resources there. Also, I have my brain detox, which I mentioned before. It's a simple guide to tidy up your brain and utilize some simple practices that yours truly has been using over the past year and has found them to be incredibly helpful. Uh, if So if you want a calmer, clearer, and less cluttered brain, I, I really encourage you to try the brain detox. It's at my website mikefoster.tv. It's on the homepage. You'll see it right there. It's called Brain Detox. It's free and you can start right away. And let me know uh, what you think. Also wanted to tell you, we've got a Strongest Workshop coming up in, in just a few weeks. I think there's three, maybe four spots left. I would love for you to be there. A lot of people are asking me like, when when are you doing the next one? Have Don't have dates. Uh, there's a couple other things that uh, are on the calendar for 2020 that may push the, the workshop a little bit later and back. So if you want to come, I say come come to the one that's coming up. All right. And you can get all the information about the Strongest Workshop. We've got a couple actually guests who've been on Fun Therapy or who are attending. And so, I mean, just wonderful people from all around the country. And it's a time for us to connect and to talk and to do some work and to help you get unstuck. And if you have felt like you've been a, in a hole, stuck, not sure how to move forward, I want Strongest to be like a rope that uh, I'm going to throw down to you and we're going to pull you out of that, that hole and we're going to get you set on the right direction. And uh, you're going to learn some really great things in those two days. So I'd love for you to come. Strongest, uh, the Strongest Workshop. It's here in San Diego. You can get all the information at my website at mikefoster.tv. Well, I'm excited about today's episode because I really... I really want fun therapy to be helpful and practical. What we're going to talk about is, I'm going to share a little bit, number one, a story and something that's happened to me in 2019 that has honestly kind of surprised me, shocked me, uh, didn't know I had it in me. And I'm going to tell you about really the key to establishing and creating new habits to crush your habits in 2020, like really just to get out there and, and make the changes that, that maybe you've been thinking about, maybe you've been journaling about, maybe that you've written down and you're not quite sure how to get there. You're not quite sure what that looks like. I'm going to share a little bit about how to establish healthy habits and healthy practices and rhythms and really in many ways kind of disconnect from the goal setting which you know a lot of books about goals and a lot of conversations about goals for the new year I I want us to maybe set that aside and look at something a little bit uh, less glamorous but but probably a bit bit more 
effective for you. So the most effective way to change who you are is to change what you do. You, you become by what you repeat in your life. So you know, you're a writer when you write a page. You're a leader when you make uh, player decisions. You're a musician when you practice your instrument, a songwriter when you're writing songs. It, it, I, I want us to sort of move it from this concept to thinking about change through small, repetitive practice. And as you repeat things in your life on a daily basis, that becomes your life. If you look at your life right now and you're looking at maybe you're frustrated and maybe you're not where you want to be, maybe you're looking back over uh, the past year and you're like, you know what, um, it, 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 this year, where I am today looks a lot like where I was a year ago. Um, it's probably because we haven't established sort of these repeatable patterns we haven't identified sort of these clear habits that we can do over and over again, pretty much without thinking about them. And when we can move to that place, like establish healthy habits and establish habits that will get us to the place we want to get to, we create our life that way. We can create this, this change and growth that we want to see. Again, so the most effective way to change who you are is to change what you do. And so I want us to think about focusing on small daily patterns and habits to actually create the change that we want to see. So if you were to fast forward your life right now to a year from now, maybe even six months from now, and you see a future and you see a picture of your life and your relationships and maybe your career and um, how you feel as you project out into that future, the way that future happens is by you making daily decisions. It's honestly not more difficult. It's not any more difficult than that. I love what Abraham Lincoln said. He says, the best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. And it does. And so let's not get, you know, goals, goals are very much future oriented, right? It's about, okay, here's where I'm going to get to. Here's this place I want to be at. And I think that goal setting is a great thing. I'm don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a, it's an important part of it, but a goal is actually not enough to, to actually create the change that you want to see. It's much less, honestly, less glamorous, less, um, fun. You know, I, I think goal setting is fun because we get to imagine, we get to dream, to hope what our lives might be and we, you know, get married or have this career success or write a book or whatever the, the goal might be for 2020. That's kind of fun to do, but really the work is about the daily decisions that you'll make. So I was working, uh, one of the things I do is, um, on a, on a limited basis, but I work with uh, leaders and CEOs in sort of this coaching, counseling uh, manner. And so I was meeting with a CEO actually last week. And one of the things I was talking to them about was the difference between exotic solutions and basic solutions. 
Now, a lot of us unfortunately make the mistake of getting caught up in exotic solutions for our problems. For example, you know, things. what's an exotic solution? An exotic solution would be focusing on this very minor, unique, maybe weird thing. It's, it's celery juice. Celery juice is going to change my life forever. And it might. It's possible. I don't know enough about it to <laughs> make a judgment about celery juice. But we get, we get focused on celery juice or micronutrients. Um, these things that, that feel, feel magical and mysterious. And if it's just, oh, this is the, the, the secret key to, to change and growth. And I think a lot of that, and listen, Facebook is built on this. Facebook ads are all about exotic solutions. And this little secret thing. And if you only had that, then your whole life would be different than it is today. And it's so seductive to get caught up in an exotic solution versus basic actions and basic solutions. So I was talking to the CEO, we're talking about that. And they were sort of chasing in many ways, some exotic solutions and trying to add two or three certain exotic solutions to their life to fix some of the, the challenges that they were facing. I said, well, let's, let's strip away all the exotic solutions and let's look at some of the basic solutions. So kind of compare and contrast, it's sort of the difference between vitamins versus sleep. Okay. It's a difference between drinking water or drinking some magical solution, herbal tea. Okay. I, I truly believe that we can make so much advancement in our lives. We can make so much progress if we just focus on some of the basic actions. So again, I can focus on taking vitamins every day, or I can focus on just getting a good night's sleep. One is an exotic solution. One is a basic action. You know, I could, um, you know, a, a, a basic solution for me, I talk about, I've talked about this before, uh, hydration. I know that I don't feel good if I don't get enough water. I don't need any magical cures. I don't need, I don't need to do any extra activities or anything. I just need to make sure that I drink enough water and I'm actually, I feel so much better. Okay. Most of us are dehydrated by the way, drink more water this year. Um, adding breakfast, eating nourishment. I don't need an exotic solution for that. I just need to eat breakfast. I need to feed myself. I need to hydrate. I need to sleep. And so as you think about your life and some of the changes that you need, you need to understand like, am I chasing some exotic solution, some really complex thing, some quick fix, some secret that, you know, everybody's talking about on social, but it's really maybe not backed up by any evidence. I said like, those are fine. And by the way, having an exotic solution, go for it, but do not chase exotic solutions over some basic actions. And I want to encourage you to, to think about like simplifying and what are the simple steps and simple habits that I can add to my routine, to my day that are going to help me thrive. Okay. What does that look like for you? What do you need? 
how can we simplify the habit simplify the quote unquote goal how do we just add basic actions to our life and see how those basic actions will create the change that we want to see So I want us to look at four ways for you to build a winning habit this year. And what does that practically look like? And I want to, I want to share these four things in the context of my own experience in 2019 about a brand new habit that I created for myself and for whatever reason, ended up being incredibly successful at this habit. Now, I I think I have mentioned this um, on different episodes of Fun Therapy, but I started going to the gym uh, pretty seriously, pretty regularly in 2019. I ended up exercising 201 days, 201 days in 2019. Now, I did not have a goal of exercising 201 days. Uh, Really, the goal started (laughs) kind of came uh, clear in my mind once I got to about uh, day 185 or something. And I'm like, oh, I should shoot for 200 days. My entire adult life, and honestly, I have never worked out. I have never gone to the gym. I hate the gym. I still do. Still don't like going to the gym. But I ended up going to the gym 201 days in 2019. And by the way, I, I talk about sort of the, the values of this and sort of my journey uh, on my Instagram stories. If you want to learn more about this, uh, Mike Foster 2000, you can watch the story. It's under the, I archived it under exercise. I want to, I want to share with you like how I got there and how I did 200 days, how I created this new habit of exercise. Went from zero, nothing, still not liking working out, never being physically fit, never being into exercise, never, you know, running or biking, never being active that way at all to then in 2019, 200 days. So it was all about habits. It was not about a goal. It was about a habit. And the first way to build a winning habit is to abandon goals and to work on habits. As I mentioned earlier, I had no fitness goal. I was only focused on the habit of going to the gym and not really even exercising or working out at the gym, but the the habit was to put on my shorts and my gym shoes and drive down to the gym. And I gave myself the permission to stay as long as I wanted. And it, I had no big goals. I had no like weight goals. I had no... Um, fitness goals. I, there was no number, like I wasn't working towards 200 days. I just said, I'm going to create a habit, a routine of going to the gym, driving down to the gym. The thing that I like about habits too, versus goals is that it's easier to restart a habit than to restart a goal because habits are much smaller. They're, they're not as large or grandiose as, as a habit. If I would have had a goal of going to the gym, I probably would have quit three or four times because there was several times this year in 2019 where I got sick or had had a 
you know, was traveling a lot or just wasn't able to continue on with the habit. And so I had to start over again. I just, you know, and, and if I was sort of like starting over on a goal, that would have felt more overwhelming. I got to be honest versus I'm only starting over on going to the gym, (laughs) driving to the gym that felt much more manageable. And I wasn't so discouraged by that when I had missed um, a week or so you know, make it about habits and not goals. And if it's about a habit, you can win even when you hit hit the road bumps. Second thing, let your habit connect to a value or a theme. You know, again, I don't have a, I didn't have a goal in 2019 to be physically fit or to bench press 240 pounds or what, what have you. I mean, those are, <laughs> those are interesting goals. Okay. Um, the reason I went to the gym 200 days last year was I had a value of self-care and honoring my body. And I found out, I figured out a way to do that through exercise, through the gym, through working out. That was a way that I could honor my body. That was a value that was important to me. The interesting thing about this was there were many times at the gym where I'd get there and I just wasn't feeling it. Like my body was tired or I was tired. I was down and like, uh, don't want to do this. I don't know if you've ever felt this way. It's just like, like I, I got here and now I don't want to be here. And because, because exercise was connected to a value, it's not like, Oh, I got to get to a certain place. I didn't have this goal. It was a value driven thing. So if my body was tired, And I'm here to, I'm doing this to honor my body and to practice self-care. I, I was completely fine with just doing something very simple that day and going a lot easier and maybe working out for only 15 or 20 minutes when normally maybe I'd work out 45 minutes to an hour because it was driven by a value. You know, the nice thing about a value is that if the value is leading the habit, you can change you can change the habit if the habit's not working for you. So like, for example, you go to the gym, you're like, hey, the gym thing isn't working for me. Okay, we'll try yoga because that's still part of honoring your body. Or try, okay, try making sure that you eat breakfast because that's still part of honoring your body. You can shift and, and flex a little bit with the habit and what you, the activity that you're doing if it's connected to a value or theme, Okay. So what is, what's a new habit maybe that you want to create driven by a theme? Maybe your, your theme could be relationships this year. I want to have healthier relationships. And what might that look like? And what is a habit that you could create around that? An experiment and, and try some different stuff. All right, number three, there's another way to crush your habits. Reward yourself. Yes, reward yourself both external and internal rewards. So one of the things, again, I mentioned that I don't like working out. And so whenever I went, went to work out, I would reward myself in very small ways. So the first way that I rewarded myself was with an iced tea. So I like iced tea at Starbucks. And so after I was done with my workout, I would go and I would have an iced tea at Starbucks. Now, I really like iced tea. I really don't like working out, but I knew that if I worked out, I'd be able to get that reward. 
Okay. Another another little thing that I would I I did this year is like I would buy myself a new pair of shoes. You know, I just shoes I didn't want to have these cruddy, gross shoes. And so I'd say, okay, if I get get um get three workouts in this week, um, I'm gonna get that that new pair of shoes from the uh from the Carlsbad outlets. Okay. And that's that was a reward. Uh, it really helped to know that I had something to look forward to that would help me overcome sometimes the absolute dread and despair that I felt about going to the gym. All right. So that, that would be, uh, an external reward, you know, an iced tea, a new pair of shoes, what have you figure out what motivates you and what, what rewards that, that you want to, uh, give yourself. Okay. For maintaining the habit. But the most effective rewards that really help us are intrinsic rewards or the ones you feel, not the ones you get. So when I ever, whenever I talk about the gym, I always say I do it for the chemicals, not the calories. And so as you think about like, what, is, what are the internal benefits that you feel after doing this habit and take a moment after you do whatever the habit might be, name it. Name the payoff and, and how you feel. Uh, do you feel more confident after you do something? More relaxed? Less anxious? Do you feel pride? This helps your brain build positive associations. Okay, these are rewards. They're, they're intrinsic rewards, but they're rewards that your brain goes, okay, when I do this, I feel this. Make sure that you're sort of doing a debrief after the habit that connects into these intrinsic rewards. So reward yourself, all right? And let's quick, quick review here. Abandon your goals, work on habits, right? Let your habit connect to your values. Reward yourself, both external and internal rewards. And then finally, and I think this is the most powerful one and the one that I just, it feels so simple and basic, but I, I really truly believe this was probably the most effective thing that I found to help me get to 200 days in the gym this year. <clears throat> and that was the environment. Cues, leaving visual cues around me. So one of the things I would do is I put my gym shoes by the bed so I could see them. It's a reminder. I, I created an environment. I would lay out my my gym shorts and a t-shirt uh, in my bathroom to say, okay, now I don't I didn't have a kind of like a normal time that I went. I didn't go to the gym in the morning. I went in the afternoon because I don't like doing gym stuff in the morning <laughs> and the gym's really crowded in the morning. So I always went when it was less crowded and kind of quieter but I would lay out my clothes at the, the beginning of the day. So I know it's just like whenever I walked in the bathroom, like, oh yeah, got to go to the gym today. There were visual cues that to connect me into this habit that I'm trying to get to. So James Clare, he wrote a great book, by the way, called Atomic Habits. He says this, the people who exhibit the most self-control are not actually those who have superhuman willpower. He said, he said, they're the people who are tempted the least. So if you want to change a habit or you want to add a habit, you really got to make sure that it's not about willpower. 
It's really just about building this environment around you that is going to set you up for success. Uh, he says this, if you want to save more money, unfollow retailer social media accounts. If you want to watch less mindless television, unplug your TV. Uh, really what you're wanting to do is, is try to try to build motivational post-it notes all around your life and your environment. Maybe it's in your office, maybe it's in your car, maybe it's in your bathroom where you lay out your, your gym shorts, whatever it is, build an environment that's actually going to set you up for success. The other thing that I want to say about environment is not, it's not simply about the cues, but it's about the people. I want you to think about surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you repeat a rhythm and a pattern. I'm just going to tell you, if one of your goals is to slow down a little bit this year, to create a little more space, a little more quiet time, it's not a great idea to hang around super busy people all the time. You need to probably find some people who are moving at a slower pace. You know, it, it's, it's, we influence each other in, in significant ways and in subconscious ways. And so be thinking about who you're hanging around and, and hang around people that are doing the things and making the kind of decisions that you want to make this year. We have to be super in tune with the impact of our environment and how it can be used for good or it can be used for bad. It can be incredibly helpful or a barrier. And so think about cues, how you build cues or what we'll call motivational post-it notes all around your life to make sure that that habit is happening on a daily basis or as whatever the frequency it is that you're wanting to do. And then think about your community and the people that you're around. So again, quick recap, uh, think about basic actions, basic solutions, not exotic solutions. It's the difference between getting a good night's sleep or buying $50 vitamins for these micronutrients that you need or drinking celery juice every day and completely ignoring hydration or eating breakfast or um, exercise. Like think about the basic actions that you can do, okay? And then how do you create winning habits this year? Abandon goals, focus on your habits, let your habit connect to a value or a bigger theme, um, reward yourself, both external and internal rewards. Find your iced tea, your Starbucks iced tea at the end when you do something that you don't want to do, but you did it, reward yourself. And then finally, think about your environment, both the cues and how you can create cues around you, visual cues, and then create the community and surround yourself with the people that are going to help support you in these habits. Hey, if you're on iTunes, make sure to rate and review Fun Therapy. If you're on Instagram, you can connect with me at MikeFoster2000 and also make sure to hop on over to my website, MikeFoster.tv for my speaking calendar, resources, workshop information, and to get the free brain detox download. I love you. I believe in you. Keep shining your goodness into each other. And remember, no matter what has happened in your story, that your setbacks can become your superpowers and honesty is always the best policy. We'll see you next time on the Fun Therapy Podcast.